This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Rachel Stevens. When you think you've seen everything, if I were living in days like these. On November 5th, we learned the horrible news that Mimi Parker of the band Low had lost her battle to ovarian cancer. Mimi was only 55 when she passed, but had done so much in her life as a mother and as a musician and as a human. She was married to Alan Sparhawk, her bandmate. They met in grade school in Minnesota, actually, and went on to make 13 albums together as the band Low from the years 1994 to 2021. This news has devastated us here in the music community. And so I just wanted to sit down with some people who loved Mimi and talk with them about her legacy. Here's my conversation with digital content producer Janice Headley and DJ Kevin Cole about Mimi Parker. What was your relationship to Lowe's music, Janice? Oh, gosh, um, immense. Like, you know, I've listened to them, you know, since the 90s, since those first early albums on Vernon Yard and Cranky. And, you know, so I feel like I've grown up with them in a way. And, um, you know, throughout it all, I mean, Mimi was really my touchstone. I had so much love and admiration for her. I was just drawn to her. Um, through the strength of her voice and her words. And um, so, you know, whenever I'd go to to a low concert, I would just, you know, I mean, I would just be like, like, uh, like a, not to quote a low song, but like laser beamed in on her. <laughs> I don't need a laser beam. I don't. It was hard not to be, right, Janice? And really interesting for such a band that is so unassuming. Um, I think part of what was so remarkable about them is uh, as a band, they were just, they made incredible artful music, but they were so unpretentious, unassuming, which is kind of a Midwestern trait. The band's from Duluth, Minnesota. I I felt a connection to them being from Minnesota, (laughs) you know? Um, And her voice. It's just such a unreal, beautiful voice, such sensitivity to her singing, and the harmonizing with Alan was so incredible. Like to Janice's point, when you were watching them, you were just it was transcendent you were just drawn into the music and also her drumming too because it was kind of unassuming as well but kept this beautiful pulse going in a really imaginative way yes definitely you know especially with such a stripped down kit she brought so much language with just mallets and brushes and um but her you know percussion vocabulary was so rich she said so much with so little that's right Yeah, it's such a remarkable band and an incredible loss. Definitely. Alone. 
And such an important band to KXP too. We've hosted them a half a dozen times. Like we've had them live on KXP a ton of times. And Kevin, you hosted a lot of those sessions. Do you have any time that really stuck out to you or any song or interaction with Mimi? Yeah, I mean, Lowe always drew you in to Janice's point. And for me, when I would listen to Lowe, whether I was listening to the album or watching them live, they were one of those bands that made time stop. Mm, and they that. made you just forget about everything else. You were just sort yeah. of drawn in because it was it was very quiet and reflective, although they had a very noisy experimental side. And I think part of what was cool about Lowe as well is you know that you kind of think of them as sort of slow core which they were pioneers in that sound but they were very experimental over the course of three decades right yeah so every every performance was kind of spellbinding you, you would just for me at least time would stop and you were just drawn into this 20 minutes 30 minutes or if you're if you're at a show with 60 minutes of otherworldliness you were transported to a different place by the beauty again of the harmonies the individual voices and the the, the music and you know janice to your point about uh, uh, mimi's uh, vocabulary, percussive vocabulary. All of their instrumentation seemed to be similar to their voices, in in that they all complemented each other's parts so beautifully that nobody ever kind of took over anybody's part. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, for me, I think part of the legacy of Mimi is is just what some of the artists uh, have said about her in oh, yeah. in her passing. You know, like, um, and these are all things that I have felt as well. There's this sort of thread about um, just being herself, being unpretentious. Jeff Tweedy saying, "I'd never seen any, anybody be that casually brilliant." Yes. <laughs> and that's a great a great line and he said when i close my mind's eye and imagine her voice it rings the clearest to me of any voice i've ever heard in my life oh wow yeah, that's amazing absolutely. And it, yeah and and that's kind of what what it was like uh he went on to further say there's something truly sacred about the way she sang and savored notes almost as a form of meditation and that the way she and alan could breathe together made this music yeah. that was secular church music. And that's what it felt like. It felt like you were kind of in, in church. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was a, a fan of Lowe, but wasn't a super fan. When I started interviewing mothers in music for this series, apparently here at KXP, Mimi Parker's name got brought up all the time. And that's when I became like, a huge fan of Mimi Parker because she actually like it felt like she was like the godmother of of touring mothers you know like it was she was such a mentor to so many women and like Sharon Van Etten talked about how 
part of the reason she decided to have a kid was because of the conversation she had with Mimi Parker, where she asked like, how do you do it? How do we do it? And she said that Mimi just told her like everyone touring with you becomes your family and supports you. And if they don't get them out, you know, because this is your job, this is your calling, this is your passion. And, um, you can also be a mom and do this. You know, I heard that secondhand (laughs) from, from Sharon, but it's true. You need, like, as a working mom, you're kind of told all the time that you can't have both things. And so to have Mimi be unapologetically herself and tell other artists, tell Corin Tucker, like, you can do this, like, be yourself, be a mom. Of course you can do this. It was just like so inspiring to me. And that's how I became a super fan. That's amazing. There's babies in the world out there. Because because of Mimi Parker. (laughs) I remember when, um, Mimi and Alan's daughter, her name is Hollis. When Hollis was a toddler, I remember seeing them play at Bumbershoot in the old opera house in Seattle Center. And um, Hollis actually toddled out on stage in the middle of their performance. And it was so adorable. The band kind of just kept playing, even though, you know, she was walking kind of close to the orchestra pit. But you could hear Mimi from behind the drums going to their bass player going, Zach, Zach, Zach. And Zach kind of like leaned down and still playing with like the neck of his bass guitar, kind of corralled Hollis like away from the orchestra pit. Oh, it was just such a incredible. sweet moment. And And such a beautiful example of like touring, you know, on the road with your family and what that can look like. Um, I also thought it was really cute in the early days. um, I guess this was like the 2000s. And I think Hollis was still a toddler, but they used to sell merch that was drawings that Hollis had done. Oh my goodness. And I actually, I have two Hollis t-shirts and if I could be misremembering this, but I want to say like the proceeds went to like Hollis's college fund. But um, one of the t-shirts was like a little, like, you know, frowny face kind of drawing. And it said, where are going? Because I guess that's what Hollis would say a lot when they were out on tour, like the next town, where are going? Oh, my God. And then another shirt is like, you know, a childlike drawing of a horse. And another Hollis quote, which was, I don't like cool. I like beautiful. And I always thought that was so perfect for Lowe's music because it was just beautiful. They didn't care about like, you know, being hip or being edgy or cool. Like they were just themselves and it was beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's kind of, um, Janice, like the experience I had with my, uh, first, interaction with the band um being from minnesota at that time i was director of programming at uh, at rev 105 in minneapolis they were from duluth they were a new signing that was a big deal they were on vernon yard which was a label that was part of the virgin records family so virgin no records, i never knew that yeah so virgin is a major like giant record label right and this cool band low were on really part of the the virgin family and their music wasn't really all that much like anything else out there at the time so um 
they, <laughs> the uh, record label rep for Virgin took, uh, took the band and I out to dinner. And it was sort of like one of those early meet and greet commercial radio for low. And they were being taken to this, uh, this dinner. Um, and low knew like we knew who we were. So it was, that was probably a little different than a, a different type of meet and greet. But anyway, the record label dude took us to a steakhouse <laughs> standard record label dude who had no idea what band he had with him had no idea of their music and, oh my we're, God. and we're sitting there three of us have baked potatoes on our plates because we're vegetarians <laughs> at a steakhouse at a ruth chris steakhouse yes oh my god a chain. Got a giant, he's got a giant steak on his plate the three of us have mashed or, or, or baked potatoes which is the only Nothing thing else yeah, just, oh my yeah, god we're the three of us are looking at each other like uh this is horrible <laughs> Why are we in a steakhouse? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so it was great. Janice, do you have a favorite low song or some or a song that really resonates with you? Oh my gosh. I that would be really hard to choose since their discography goes back so far. Um I think, oh God, it's really hard to say. One of my favorite of many Mimi songs is probably the song Tonight, which is off the album Trust. beautiful examples of the otherworldliness of her voice combined with the poetry of her lyrics and how you you get lulled into the serenity but there's always like a little bit of a bite to her lyrics that mm -hmm. kind of makes you stop and pause and think a little bit and um you you get that in that song question do you have a favorite low song or some experience with their music that really resonates with you i do i have a couple um i think my favorite song overall still to this day is the first song that i heard that really um made me have that same experience janice was just describing and it's the song below and above from long division which came out in 1995 their second album One, Oh 
a song that uh, Mimi sings lead on. Uh, in fact, she she might be the only voice on it, and it's melodic. It, it's beautiful, and it's uh, again just stops time and makes you reflect and feel, and also just kind of lulled in or drawn in by the purity of her voice. That song, and then I love their Christmas song, just like Christmas. song it's inc- it's 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 my favorite christmas song and it's uh i don't know it it's got an emotional quality for me attached to that time of year and mm-hmm. it never feels like christmas if i don't hear that song it's the first song i want to hear on christmas oh very sweet especially if it's snowing <laughs> by the time we got to Oslo. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about Mimi? This is just like such a huge loss and like it's where to start. And so in the way that we honor musicians, I, um, I just wanted to ask if there's anything you wanted to say about, about Mimi here in this space. I would just like to say thank you <laughs> uh, for all the beauty and the example of how to be an incredible artist and person at the same time. Yeah, I think uh, kind of along similar lines, yeah, just um, a gratitude to to her and to Alan for, you know, opening their lives up to all of us, um, their family. And, you know, um, during the pandemic, they did those weekly Friday videos called um, It's Friday, I'm in Low, (laughs) where they would just do like, you know, live broadcasts on Instagram. And, you know, just a beautiful example. They really, they literally and figuratively would open their home and open their lives to us to bring us music and bring us beauty. And um, sorry, (laughs) just Just, yeah, just so grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you both for sharing with me and with our listeners and just being here to talk about such an amazing, loving being and band. (sighs) Kevin, you were telling me about a live performance that you thought was really special um, from, from Lowe. Um, and I feel like we should go out on that. Um, what what song was that? Yeah, so this has got to be one of the first, if not the first, radio session that they did. This would go back to probably 96 or maybe 97. They did a performance on Rev 105, and nobody's really heard this. Um, but I think, it one, it's incredibly beautiful. And, and two, lyrically, it, it's a good reflection on life. In a moment like this, as we're remembering Mimi, and it's uh, again, it's from Rev 105, 
and it's low with the song if you were born today well thank you so much janice henley thank you so much kevin cole i love you both and i'm just so grateful that we are together in this thanks again thanks rachel Rachel. if you
Well, that was our episode today for Sound and Vision. Our hearts go out to Mimi Parker's family, friends, and all the fans. What a huge loss. And we just, yeah, want to thank her for all the amazing music. This piece first aired on our show, which is Sound and Vision, which is on Saturday mornings from 7.30 to 9 a.m. Pacific time on 90.3 KEXP or online at KEXP.org. Check it out. If you like hearing stuff like this, I bet you'll like the show. And if you do like this episode, please rate and review this podcast. It really helps. But regardless, thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Rachel Stevens for KEXP.